Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode, which is called Vasco Vasco de Gauna by Emily Tracy. Now, um, we've a bit of fallout from our visit to the County Mayo. Uh, as you may have heard, we did a bonus episode and a regular Thursday episode. And the Thursday episode, we were... Hector, in particular, was quite harsh on the people of Mayo. <laughs> on the people of Ballina. <laughs> But what Jesus I, I think, what, I'm I think afraid. What, but hang on, let me finish. I think what happened: a lot of people get my voice and Hector's voice mixed <laughs> up in the recording. So, can you tell us what the feeling around the streets of Balana was after the podcast was released? Well, there's absolutely no question about the voices or the situation that's unfolded. You're not welcome in Balana, Tommy. Fuck off. No, Tommy. You're not allowed yeah. to go back to do any gigs there. They don't want to see you and they don't... Thankfully, people have realised that you were clearly trying to fucking uh, rise me and annoy me, but I wasn't biting. A lot of people have been out in support and saying, Jesus, how fucking dare... Who the fuck does he think he is? He's from fucking Navin. Navin! Were there mar- I hear people there was a march on Saturday night in protest. They were quite clearly they're com- fully aware that it was me and Hector that were happy enough to be there obviously it's my lovely I, town. I, I, took, I took the middle ground I, Tommy, Tommy there was a lot you unleashed a Ooh. lot of wrath people in Balna were so excited to meet you and say hello to you and you know see, welcome you well, to the town and be all like oh look at it's great to have you here and then you went and you f- and then at the end trying to be oh it was, it was lovely it was lovely they didn't buy the end of it and they're not a fan of you and they're not happy and the people of Ireland let alone Balna are not happy Loretta were you say. safe over the weekend was uh, there any petrol listen, bombing on your house were pe- there any people standing outside there with hoods and torches people just felt sorry for me that I had to be abused the way I was about my town but that's fine I said listen uh, we're bigger people in Mayo we we are un- we, yeah, that's, we're, that's for sure <laughs> we're used we're used to being we're used to being set upon by bullies and we're happy we know we're happy in our own skin and we know how important our lovely town is to us okay that's 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 very beautiful and you, you, you know what oh dear, I'm looking go. forward to going to Navin it's like a fucking imagine tro- it's like a going, choker ad. imagine me going to Navin and saying oh look at the fucking state of this street oh look at the fucking state of the people in here oh this place is depressing oh look at it, it's fucking depressing oh my god such a depressing place Oh blah blah blah! Like imagine me doing that. It would be just so insulting to you and your people from Navin. No, because we but I wouldn't do it. Not in a million years. Not in a fucking million years would I do it. You're and then there's you're, you're starting to sound like a fucking traveller. <laughs> Not in a million years. I wouldn't do it in a million years. <laughs> I wouldn't do it in a million years. 
<laughs> and I'll tell you something else. Oh, There's other people all over the all over Ireland. Oh, you should come here. You should come to Gort. You should come. No, don't fucking invite us because Tommy will fucking take your town apart. Discover Ireland, my arse. I they wouldn't fucking hide Ireland. Thanks, How about that? Thanks a million. Us, we're looking for. We, you know, we want people to advertise in the bloody podcast. <laughs> Discover Ireland, the west of Discover Ireland, Ireland, the fucking Greenway. Nobody will advertise with us. Ha, thanks a fucking million, Tommy. Like, and I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something now. And I'm not cutting you. I will not have it said about my lovely place. And people are insulted. And you, you, Tommy Tiernan, you have to apologise to them. And I'll tell you what, you should go back. And you should stay there for a fucking week. And see how As bad punishment. it is. Yes, no fucking punishment. How dare you? Not more. Me so fucking proud of my lovely place. And how lovely it is there. Well, look at our lovely church. Look at our lovely bar. Look at our lovely pitch. Look at our lovely shop. And you fucking pissing all over Look it. Look at our lovely oh. shops. I get to the Father Ted. My, my favourite one on was and go up to the, the schools and tell the kids to run, run, yes. get out of here. Come on up and I'll show you where my lovely, where I used to swim as a child. It's fucking dark in the prison and there's fucking stones there and it's fucking awful. Oh fuck, I'm, I've got hay fever. I'm allergic to it. How fucking dare you? Okay, so apologise and I will I, we, let's turn get my it. mic off now and I will listen to you apologise and grovel. You... Fucking go to Hotel Ballina and you do gigs there. Well, I can tell you, nobody will be fucking going now. So, how do you feel about that? Fuck's sake, I'm sorry I ever brought up anything about Knockmore Ballina. I'm sorry to the people from Ballina. I'm sorry for bringing you down. And I'm sorry for the fucking attitude that was portrayed there and how bad our town looked. Because our town is a good place, full of good people and nice things. And you, you fucker. And I was very tolerant the last day because you had hay fever and we were in a new surroundings and I tried to be nice. And I, le- I held it all back and I said, no, 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 I won't be risen. No, I won't be risen. But then I got fucking risen when people said to me, Jesus, you were very tolerant. Did you hit him? Did you hit him? I wouldn't hit you because I'd only hurt you, but... Go on. I would just like to say... Yes, and like- be fucking nice now. Don't do a double-edged sword. Oh, I'm always awful nice now. It's genuine. Genuine. We want genuine G- here. Genuine. If there is anybody in the town of Ballina who needs rescuing to be taken out at night, I will do a Special Forces rendition. <laughs> I will do a drive up at night with the ghost driving with no lights on, driving straight in the centre of the town and put anybody who wants to escape in the back of the van. Well, that's the only time uh, you'll be safe to go to Ballina in the middle of the night in a fucking dark van in a pair of sunglasses with a mask on and a hat because people do not like Tommy Tiernan in Ballina. So now let's move on before I get more annoyed. <laughs> that's, the of, that's the end of today's podcast, <laughs> ladies. That's impossible. Oh, you feel better word. now. Lorita, I knew it was coming. I'd say your phone was hopping. Texting. What did you feel on the streets? And you know what? The poor people in Ballinau were trying to pretend they weren't embarrassed. They pretended they weren't even listening to it and they, they didn't hear it. But you let the whole fucking world hear it. Oh, that's great, Tommy. I wouldn't go to Ballinau now on the sucking back, back of that. No. How do you feel about that? Fucking cutting tourism off in our fucking town. Don't come to North Mayo. Well, don't fucking bother anyway because we don't need you. We're happy enough where we are in our own place and our own surroundings and fucking knock more and like cut the grass and line the pitch and everything for you. And that's what we get. Well, fuck off. Slagging. You can't take a slagging. I just say that is the finest seven Eulogy. minutes to come out of Mayo. <laughs> I'm going like, to put that into the book of great Irish speeches that I have. <laughs> I'll stand oh, up at the pulpit. Lorita. 
anyway, we salute you. We salute fine. you. It's fine. It's fine. You know, we're happy enough in our own little place, in our own little surroundings. But fuck off if you're coming down again. Um, I was watching a show about <laughs> slavery. <laughs> and it reminded you of, of North Mayo, did it? Uh, I was watching a show about slavery. And uh, I could, I, it was, uh, one of the scenes was, um, fell on a horse and he's telling all the slaves to stop picking cotton that they can go home for the evening. And I thought to myself, what the fuck has changed? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. They were forced to do work that they didn't want to be doing. And I just, I just thought everybody who works in an office to pay off debt is in the same situation. It's a lot nicer now than it was back then, but it's the same kind of situation. Everybody who signed up for a 25-year mortgage is in the fucking same situation. Everybody who's out Monday to Saturday now practically is these days working at a job they don't really like mm. is in the exact same fucking situation. And there's something about the human mind that allows itself to be enslaved. And then I was watching, there was a, 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 I'm very interested in the abuse of power and I was watching the Euros and it was Wales against Italy in Rome and the match was going on, there was a couple of thousand people. But the thing that disgusted me was uh, in front of the fans, all the way around the stadium, were people on chairs watching them and not watching the match. Yeah. Now, that was somebody's idea, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Somebody said, we'll get people, we will hire people to look, but even hire, we'll force were people. Were they stewards? Or? They yeah, were stewards. stewards yeah. But who, what type of a fucker would get that as an idea? But should they do that in Crow Park, don't they, as well? They do it in all these Ah, stadiums. the stewards in Crow Park are different. They have a little pack of sandwiches and they're at special occasions. They've been yeah. doing it volunteering. But I don't I think... That, they don't really patrol the stadium like... No, but these guys were sitting down on yeah, little I deck chairs watching the crowd. What is it? What are they there for? That, what, no, they're, they're watching the crowd that there's no trouble, but imagine the action No is trouble. On the pitch. Did you see the 40,000 Hungarians with the tops off? That was fantastic. Yeah. That was that was amazing to, to, amazing to see. But this was, this was Italy against Wales. Are yeah. they stopping in, people from it, social distancing? No. Oh, it's to do. It's you see it at all those big matches. There's always the stewards are looking back at the crowd as opposed to looking at the wow. match, just for a crowd control or whatever it is. Yeah, you can understand it maybe at a, uh, in, a in a in a particular section. Say I've gone to Liverpool United matches or maybe Liverpool Leeds or something like that. And what they do is they have a line of police dividing the fans or Liverpool Chelsea, and that's fine. But it was somebody's idea. To get somebody else to sit at a match and look. And, and yesterday there was fuck all people at the match because it's only like a, a, a 20% full. So what kind of an arsehole comes up with that idea to say, I'm going to pay somebody else who I don't respect very much. You wouldn't ask that of somebody who you thought was your equal, would you? No. And would you? If, if, if no. you said, okay, you and me are equals, um... It's only when you feel superior to somebody that mm. you say, you'll sit there now and don't fucking watch the match. Yeah. Very hard for a young lad or Horrible. anyone to, uh, to sure, sit. That's to society not, to not... in general, isn't it? Yeah, but that's, all, uh, that's the way it's been for well, a long, just, long. It just it just struck me. Um, it just struck me that the, the slavery thing is still, the, the ghost of it is still about. Of course there is when you look up to the to the, to the type, the, the, the seats at, at the uh, FIFA. Do you see them all in the armchairs above? 
They were all up there and I saw Fabio Capello was in the background. Did you see the seats, the big luscious armchairs mm. they have? The, the posh seats, the VIPs, the FIFA heads. Yeah. Meanwhile, down there, the boys are on the deck chairs watching the fans instead of watching the match. It's like, but that's always been the case, Tommy. Slavery, slavery. It's the same for somebody going in and working in a fast food joint at six o'clock in the morning. For two hours. Paying, paying for their own uniforms before they even start work or your money for your uniform is taken out of the... Yeah. And you, of and, and you work for a two hour shift like... I mean, how are you supposed to live your life like that? How can you... And then these poor people have to do four jobs or three jobs mm. to keep going. And it's like, that's practically slavery, you know. There's, but there's something in the human personality that chooses to make other people suffer and also that chooses to accept suffering. So we have generation after generation of Irish people is choosing to get into long-term debt. We're choosing it. Because the culture sends ads for the bank on every fucking 15 minutes on the television. You know, start your life over with us. We have a a, <laughs> a government which encourages us to mm. spend. Spend money. Spend, spend, mm. spend, spend. Don't be saving. Spend, spend, spend. So we have a, a, a culture that kind of, there's something in our fucking psyches that accepts domination. It's almost like we've had it for so long, we're more fucking comfortable with it. Yeah. It's like people who were fucking, if your father bet you, then you'll go out with the fucking, uh, when you're in your 40s, you'll be with the man who beats you. Yeah. It's like we're choosing the same fucking dynamic over and over and over again. We got rid of the church. The church are no longer the people who give uh, kind of moral guidance. But we've handed that responsibility over now to fucking newspapers and public commentators and fucking radio DJs. It's the same fucking dynamic at play, mm -hmm. just different masks on the people in charge. You know, yeah, and all this is just a way of just saying sorry to the people of Balna. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you this, but Clive will really kill me if I tell you this. Okay, well, so it, that, he's stealing equipment from B &Q. no. It's, if it, it's, <laughs> this was one of the most bizarre, funniest things I've ever heard. He, he he rang me on Saturday morning. He says, "Wait, you here?" I says, "I says, don't tell anyone this." Well, why did you say it was Clive then and it, not just somebody? It's He'll kill me if I tell you, but I feel <laughs> I feel my duty, just like an yes. Audrey story, to tell yes, you. Yes, yes. Clive has a problem has a problem with his bladder. <laughs> and sorry. He uh, not his prostate now, bladder, prostate, all of that area down there around the waterworks area. So last Friday, and I'd be talking to Clive maybe twice a day on WhatsApp. Maybe we'd call each other a couple of times a week. And just just for people to know as well, your bladder isn't your ball bag. Your bladder yep. is a little bag inside your body. Yes, but there's only one way to access this. And last Friday, Clive had to go in to get a procedure done. Oh no, not down the fucking the eye of the tiger. Uh, it was down and so in he went last Friday morning and he told me about this over coffee on Saturday morning. He went in anyway and they were going to put a camera up through his willy. Oh Jesus, that's a violation. Did you ask Roscoe to do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on Hector's so, next programme. So I'm sitting yeah. there, I'm sitting there outside Ruth Sinclair Galway. Hector goes cock. <laughs> uh, in through the sunroof, in through the attic door, in Fuck through, as Tommy it. said, the eye of the tiger. And I'm there going, Jesus, work Jesus, Clive. I was, I, I was sitting up in the car going, Jesus Christ. And I says, what's that sensation? Like He goes, wait till you hear this. Oh, Is it easier if you have a horn? I was just wondering the no, exact no, same no, thing. No, 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 no. You don't want to be on a horn. You You'd need to keep no, a thread, no? no. <laughs> I, I didn't erect. ask. I didn't ask no. him that. I it'd be like the difference now between going through, if you had a horn, it'd be like the Euro Tunnel. This is, Whereas if you, if you were the, like the a, soft Mickey, it'd be like, the corkscrew. Uh, or, or, or just... Uh, uh, fellas, fellas, like playing pool with a rope. So It'd be like... Trying to, 
You feel it. You, you and I don't even As have a man, this is a very tender subject and a very tender area. So he went in Friday morning. Yes. But I think you get used to it. It sounds awful. Tommy, you... But I, t- I say the pain of it, you get used to it. Pain is... Tommy, you get used the to very sensation easy. of something entering that area. So he's gowned up. So I wonder, is goes, it a woman? Does she have to cup your... Does she hold she your... Cu- there's two nurses there. So they're holding... What happens is... Should you be getting excited with the touch, <laughs> no? The warmness. No, you don't the... get it. No, there's no excitement here. There's no excitement being in a gowned area with just you and a screen and a television screen. And he had a screen in front of him. There was a nurse holding his head and a nurse holding his feet. His and face. Then, and then in came in comes the consultant. He goes, "Hi, yeah, how are you doing? <gasps> right, we're just going to have a little look. So here, as you can see, here's the camera, and the it's fuck? a miniature. It's a miniature little cotton bud thing with about seven foot of wire off the bottom of it. And he says, what was it plugged into something? It's plugged into the TV screen, I Tommy. Hope so. so he said, what we're <laughs> going to do is we're going to insert in here. We're going to push a little bit. Of, we're going to insert, and as it is, the lubricators. I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so he's there lying in the thing. And who's holding his balls? That's what I was That consultant is down there. The consultant area. is holding his, is, is it just the consultant is down there or yeah. is it a team of nurses? No, the nurse is, one nurse is holding his legs so he doesn't jolt his legs and another nurse is sort of rubbing Is Has anybody th- holding his hands in case he fucking punches somebody? <laughs> or, 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 he said or, another nurse was holding his temple and somebody she, was, she, was rubbing, she was rubbing his forehead as it was happening oh, and then oh, I said oh. I'm having a coffee with him on a Saturday morning outside Ruth's he's there going I said Clive please tell us what was that like he said so she started going and he goes okay Clive now we're just going to enter in and he said it was the Madison say, oh oh ah, ah. no deep breaths deep breaths and in it goes and then another inch and another inch and another inch and then all of a sudden he's looking at the thing you know the, the, he's looking at the TV screen Jeez, I, I, we, we think the fucking antigen test is bad <laughs> I was imagining he an said it was the test. maddest sensation ever into the bottom of his stomach. You could feel something going into the bottom of his stomach and rooting around. And then all of a sudden, he's there, good man, Clive. The consultant's going, good man, Clive, deep breath, deep breath. And then all of a sudden, you hear the nurse going, Clive, 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 you're not the Clive off the Tommy and Hector and Loretta oh, podcast. <laughs> moment for oh. Clive. Oh, he's traumatised. What a moment for Clive. <laughs> and that, but that's the only way to get out the bladder. That's the, Well, in, in around there, they had a route around everything, Tommy. Sure, what other way would you go in? They had a route around your everything. St- the bottom of your stomach. Like, no, no, they went in. Pubes the, it was in around everything around there. Oh, well, I, she, well, he said he never, when he told me, Clive, Clive, <laughs> Clive, you're not the Clive of the Tommy. He's four foot inside his willy with a camera. Uh, a good moment for Clive. And did they sort it out? Is yeah, he's fine, 100%. But he said he was looking at his whole insides as the camera was moving through. The sensation, he said, was something else to behold. So, Jeff Bezos obviously split up very public breakup with his wife. And uh, in order to deal with his breakup, he's going to send himself to space. And... You know, he's now, so who who's putting this narrative on it? He's blasting himself into space. Yeah, but who's putting the narrative of I I need some space, so I'm going to go to space. <laughs> but that's what I was just wondering about that. Like, you know, how how do you deal with relationship breakups? Like, is it is it a massive thing, or is it a midlife crisis, or is this a kind of a look at me? I'm independent bringing... now. I'm going to. Well, how old is he? Was he? Have they been together a long time? Maybe oh, I think he's... she was there from the beginning. She when... was. Yeah. Maybe he. Th- he's breaking loose now, and 
his way of maybe, doing maybe it. Maybe the two of them are. Maybe she's. But you'd wonder, like, for why going to space? Like, what's that going to do for him? He's bringing the brother-in-law to space, or the brother, yeah. isn't he? The two of them are heading off. Yeah, is that is <laughs> that the ultimate the thing to do if you're like super super wealthy? Like, is there nothing on planet Earth for you if I you're that space. wealthy that you just go? Uh, like, is this the ultimate fucking explosion of of your life? Go to space? Like, is it a midlife crisis? I, I, have, I, I, you, have you had a midlife crisis? See, I don't like... I, I, don't, I, I don't know Hector, you, don't, what you're... What are you looking at here? Don't be drawn into the spider's web, Hector. No, no, on, I, I can feel myself getting caught here. Yeah, yeah because, I'm interested. Because you've no respect for the midlife crisis. No, I have. Well, you don't. Well, you, don't. you haven't spoken about your one yet, Mrs. Bezos. What's Mrs. Bezos? What's well, her name? She Betty. Didn't, she didn't <coughs> go to space yet or she didn't make any What's she doing? She's down She's down in, in uh, Puerto no, 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 Escondido in Mexico with a 20-year-old Mexican Thai boy. I noticed your reaction to the midlife crisis, so can we just go back to that? Okay. Um, you must be at your midlife point now. Like, Across, I think, say crossroads. Yeah. Go the on. midlife crisis is like the menopause, but worse. Yeah, so have you hit it yet? Because you're, on average, you probably won't live till you're 100. So you've probably tipped on it or came near I think it. I'm having it today, my midlife crisis. <laughs> Everything's going splittingly until this. No, yeah. no, but did, I think I'm having it today. You must, have you, did you do anything that was extravagant? Feel, or I, did you come to a point where you're like, oh, fuck, this, I need to do something else. I need to, oh my God, like, whoa. Uh, he kind of both stuttered very much when I asked about it. And you were like, and you were like, so there's obviously something there that you would like to talk about. So I'm here to listen to you. like an angry psychotherapist. Larita. Come on, I want to know. Ask us specific questions. Do we need to accomplish something? Did you buy something extravagant? Did you... Let's get. Let's let's. There's a change has come over you this week, Larita. That is impressive, and I like. I think it's time to be assertive. After last week, I was abused, and I no longer will be sitting in the shadows oh, and be abused. So let's talk about your. What do you want? Crisis. No, can I ask you something? No, here? I want to know. You've 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 Obviously, segued in a whole different topic now from Jeff Bezos, who started selling Bibles in his in his in his garage yeah. and Mrs. Bezos wrapped up the first Bible and they sent it away and they got $7 for it. Now they're making $100 million a day. You've segued from somebody going to space with his brother to now find out what the fuck is up with us yes. two. Yes, and, there's you some, and there's you're looking suspicious now. You're awful uneasy. You're moving on the chairs a lot. You're fixing your microphones. So I realise that Jeff is the going to space <laughs> because Jeff has what either you want to know for, what divorced you... or else he's uh, hitting a midlife crisis and I'm wondering what, what? is your midlife crisis? It's too big, too big and vague a question because you need to ask us so, specifics. Right. Have you had a midlife crisis yet or do you feel like it's approaching? I, I wouldn't say that I've had it yet. You wouldn't? No, I don't think so. But I, I think it could be a good thing. That you haven't? No, to, to have it. I, th- yeah. I, I think to evaluate yes. and to plan your escape Right. Is important. And you haven't thought to, about that to, yet. To free myself from the shackles of the consumer society. Yes. To free myself from the shackles of debt. Yes. And to take the family, if they'll come. I hope they'll come. They may but you're not going come. anyway. I have to. I, uh, I have to head for the hills. So your space my plan the would the island, be, is it? No, my plan would be that in the middle of the night, myself, the wife, the three children, the two dogs, and the other older children and their children, just leave Galway under the dead of Go night. And fucking go, gone, never to be settled again. I think there's, I think I've an inner traveller actually. I think you have as well. You know, th- listening back over a few of the podcasts, I think you would have. You'd be better as a traveller. I think I would be. Yeah, I'd, I'd make a good traveller. I'd be soft. I wouldn't win any fights, and I wouldn't be good with horses. But you'd I'd be, be more of the traveller 
going around from place to place making a couple of pots and you know sitting well, not even that there's a traveller in all of us yeah, I'd be I'd be the type of traveller going around uh, challenging fellas to a game of pool Right. And then flirting with their missus. Where would you take them <laughs> in the dead of night? Where then, my, then my missus bait me up. I saw you talking to her! Yeah. And baiting the head of me. And Where would you head for? Time. Where would your first port of call be if you had all the kids in a big van uh, or a minibus? I, I, first, I'd go west as far as I could and then I'd start going north. And then as soon as I started feeling cold again, I'd probably head south. So you'd go... Not even to towns, I'm talking... General direction. Would you go global or stay on the island? It depend. If I, if I went west, imagine up to the north. Where's Tommy above in Norway? Yeah. If I went to the west and a fella said, "I have a boat known, I, I can take you further west," I'd go. Would you? Myself and the wife and the six children and all their children and the two dogs. So you'd be bringing a full army, would oh, you? Yeah. The Tiernans all go together. There'd be a few vans going, like. Yeah, yeah. I often see yeah. those lads playing like that. Is that is that so? That's is that a midlife midlife crisis? I suppose to be dreaming about that. Yeah, do you that know what I mean? Be. Is it is it? Uh, in the slavery show that I was watching um, two of the slaves ran away okay to prob- probable certain death yeah but one of them says to the other I can't fucking stay here no more you'd be as well dead anyway we as well dead fucking staying here now if you were talking to that slave would you say to him your desire to escape is an expression of a midlife crisis hmm. no you wouldn't you'd be saying fucking your instinct is to run so Run, fucker, run. That's the name of the show. Run, fucker, run. Chris, yeah. Run, fucker, run, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is there is a kind of a traveller in both of you, you know. In So I wonder, is that linked to where you're from? Navin. Navin is that no, no, no. Well, are you trying to get away from it uh, all the time? Um, The travellers that I knew in Navin, I knew the McDonough's, uh, fucking great people, great down-to-earth, solid people, but... I didn't know them as a travelling family, as in yeah. a, a fa- family that moved from place to place. Mm. Do you know? My only, my, I remember, I was in Garbley for a few years in Ballinasloe, you know, and every October the horse fair was on. Mm. Fuck me. It was like Glastonbury for travellers. It was fucking unbelievable, lively, exciting, sexy, dramatic, dangerous, <laughs> outlaw country. Mm. And it was, it was fucking thrilling. And you were never tempted to head off with oh, them? Fucking right I was. Ponies tied to the fucking doors of jeeps and fur jackets. But just an element of fucking lawlessness <laughs> and fun. Yeah. And, and young ones dressed up. And animals. Big eight foot tall horses and fucking. But I wouldn't see, say I ran away with the travellers. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, and the guards stop us. And they say, We've had word now that there was a young flapper running away from the boarding school and we think we might have escaped with a family of travellers. And the, the, the boss man would say, well, there's there nobody in here, sir. There's nobody in here, sir. They're just made, they're my own kids there now. You can talk, you can talk to them. And he, he goes through all the, all, all the travellers. says, what's your name? My name is Patrick John Joseph, sir. And he goes to the next one. My name is Joseph John Patrick. And next one, my name is Joe, Joe Jimmy John John. And what's your name? My name is uh, Tommy Tiernan. <laughs> I'd be fucking <laughs> spotted in an instant. No, you wouldn't. You no, wouldn't. You'd yeah, fish yeah. in perfectly You'd have to, You would blend in. You well, would. I'm, I'm bald, so there's no bald travellers, is there? We well, no, there isn't, but you're Sorry. not fully bald yet, so you'd be sound. And you wouldn't have been then, I'm sure, so you would have been fine. But yeah, escape. So that's your kind of, your... Uh, My dream is of... Yeah, it's to be a traveller. Like, one of the greatest things I ever saw was a thing about a fellow called John Doherty, who wasn't a traveller now, but he's a Donegal fiddler. And he used to traipse during the summer. Just fucking traips. Festival to of, festival. No, from one end of Donegal to the other, just calling into houses saying, you're a, a bit of work I got to do for you. Right. And they'd, they'd do a bit of work and they'd say, are you, uh, you John Doherty the fiddler? And he'd say, oh, I am, I. 
and he wouldn't have his own fiddle, but there'd be a fiddle in the house, and he'd fucking take it down and play a few tunes. I'm very taken by that. I was once did a walk from Dowra, from Manor Hamilton to Dowra, I think it was, or maybe it was from Dowra to fucking Carrick and Shannon, and it was the old Derry Road. It must have been the old. Galway Dairy Road or the old Sligo it was a, a road for a horse and a and a carriage and I was walking that and I, and I passed by this fucking graveyard and I went in and there was a tombstone erected to the it was for the unknown piper and it was this piper man who'd fucking that's what he did he travelled as a piper and that fucking struck a chord with me mm. something that went fuck there's, there's, that man is alive in my imagination still a traipser you know, half tramp, half talker. That's what I am. You're sort of a dreamer, though. Total dreamer. Mm. And that wasn't that didn't but come as a midlife I, crisis. That came. That's always. Been that's I don't like that term now. The more I hear it, and so I've heard it. You're a bit anxious about no, it. No, I've heard it six times on the show today. Let's talk. It's about like it. somebody's come up with this fucking term for something, and I just don't like terms. Yeah, it's, we, like, it's like the manopause. Yeah, yeah manopause. Uh-huh. Fucking this. Uh-huh. Clearly, you're going through Who that. Who well. comes up with these names for so shit? Go on, have you? Have there was you, no midlife crisis when a man lived in a cave and all he had was a lump of fucking meat and a rock and a wife and his naked kids running around the place long hair there was no Timothy four days ago zebra passed here that's what he's just after saying on tomorrow the sun will rise we will march my wife is going to make sandwiches for the journey that's what he said Wow, but like, that, was, that was a lot longer now. No, but let's, there's no, there was no, no terminology. Terminology is a new thing. Again, the humans. So what would you ter- call it then? What is it? Midlife crisis. There's yeah. fucking no midlife crisis. It's all the same. I say numbers. It, I don't know. Midlife crisis. What instinct I, is uh, to be reckoned with. Instinct. Is to be reckoned with, you know. I'd love to go back and play five. I was watching lads play five aside. I watched a load of men playing five aside there, and there was a lot of timber on a few of them. I was above in my review last Wednesday night. We could go into the senior league, Hector. That's what we are now. <laughs> Dobby, I think in the same way that I peaked in primary school, I think my time is do you, coming. Do you over fifties, I could shine. Do you think that you have shine your touch amongst the fifty-year-olds? Have you got your touch still, Tommy? Well, I have. I've my left leg is gone entirely, so I could only fucking. I'd be like a fucking Sabutio goalkeeper. I'd be stuck in the Imagine, one spot. Right. You'd imagine be like this. The lads and Father Ted and the over 75 Imagine if we, we, Tommy, we went down and we got new Astro Tough Runners, we got new shin guards and new everything, and then we turned up in a cage, a five side cage, man. I'd be we, destroyed. I wouldn't have You should anything. do it. You should do no, it. No, you, because we think our touch is still there. I, uh, there's something in me that still says, would I get back out and start playing a bit of little five side soccer? See if the touch is there. Space! See if, space! See if I can curl in that top <laughs> goal. You'd need indicators or, to turn. Oh, but I, if I saw a video of us playing. Uh, maybe we shouldn't, but ah. so you see, you you haven't even reached your midlife crisis. You're going backwards. I don't think, think there you're... is a midlife crisis. No, I just... just don't think so. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I told you about the recurring nightmare I have uh, about plane crashes. No. Is that why you have a fear of planes? I told you about that, didn't I? No, no, you never brought that up. We know that you have a... a, uh, So I, I have a recurrent... People talk about recurrent dreams and, yes. and or recurrent nightmares. Well, mine is that I'm on a plane and that it's, uh, we're flying along and next thing we start fucking dropping. Right. Right. We drop and when people are screaming and we crash, but we always crash near an airport and I survive the crash and I leave the plane and I get on another plane. That's the dream. And it just keeps crashing. Uh, well, no, I, the, the second flight never crashes. Because the, the, the you dream, wake up in time. The dream only lasts for the first crash and getting on the second plane. But that, but So the, play, the type of plane changes, the type of people on the plane change, the destination changes, the, ever, the type of crash changes, in a sense. Yeah. But it's always just a sudden fucking plummet Drop. hurtling towards the ground. A phenomenal fucking crash. I get up and I'm in an airport and I walk and I get on the next plane. That's so. In terms of that feeling of, I, I'm I'm used to that feeling. If I'm ever in that situation, mm. I and I get that feeling. I said, this is not the first time I felt this. Ah, yes, I see. You so, know what I mean. I'm I'm used to that thing of all of a sudden the drama of the drop and the fucking. Plummet and the because, panic, and because and in a dream you're feeling it. You're 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 going okay, okay. This is happening. I can't do it and change it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And then, and then I'm walking because yes, that wasn't so bad. And I get on another plane. Yeah, that's interesting. How often would you have that dream? Well, I'd have it often. So it'd be a reg- it's the same dream. It'd be a regular dream I'd have in my life. Where did that Di- come? Different airports. Different types of planes. Jesus, Tommy. Different countries, but always the same situation. If there's any psychologist listening, don't interpret that for us. We don't need to know the answer. Where is it coming from? I think it's about volunteering for stressful situations. I I think it's about pressure and about always volunteering for... When do you volunteer to put yourself into stressful situations? I didn't realise that you were in line to be a volunteer of the year award. What is going on well, with no, no, today, don't Hector? Larita. Go on, Tommy. What, 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 what stressful... Like, okay, so, so, so go on then. Well, well, name some stressful situations for you. Volun- that you volunteer yourself into. Is yeah, yeah. No, don't... The, the word volunteer is just used as a sort of an adjective I there. Choose. I choose. I choose... I see now. Stressful yes. situations. Okay. And then... It, That's my job. I, my, my job is about pressure and delivering under pressure. Chat show, stand-up, acting. 
It's all the, the same. Podcast, Six children. The it's all yeah. the same. It's, it's all it's all the same type of thing. Of it, and it started when I was very young, and I made really and, so. And I made I made a decision. Maybe because the house was stressful at home, but I made a decision when I was twelve to not do my homework. And I'd go into school and I for the pressure of it. Is I, it? I just fucking. I just. I was trying to figure out what that pressure was, so I I needed to live with it. I didn't. This wasn't what I was thinking at the time. Yes, of course. But looking back, I was going. It would have been so easy for me just to fucking do my homework and study and study and get on. But n- I had no. Something in me said no. So what I do is get up and I'd fucking get into school quarter to nine. Between quarter to nine and nine o'clock, you'd copy the homework for the first class during the first class while the she's teaching you history. <laughs> You're copying you your maths. You, you're copying your maths, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Undetected. You get into maths and then you you copy homework for one of the third classes between the little break and the big break. If you make it towards the little break, you've got 10 minutes of furious fucking copying to get done. And then you'd, um, if you made it towards lunchtime, you were set because you had 45, 50 minutes then to do the afternoon's homework. Living on the edge. But day after day of just fucking... It was the same when I did the stand-up with no preparation. Yeah. I was going out in front of fucking three or four hundred people having mm-hmm. no idea what... And choosing it. Choosing the fucking stress of that. Volunteering for it. Going, yeah, I want that. T- the chat show. On, yeah. The chat show. I've no fucking... The pressure of n- not being able to prepare. Stand-up. Acting. Pressure in acting of knowing that you're walking onto a film set and there are going to be 30 or 40 people immediately judging your performance. You get a buzz off that. I, I don't know what I get off, but I choose the situation. So see in terms of death... I see what you mean, yeah. In ter- in, that, that's not really connected to mm, death. No, but in, but the But the, the dream is a death type of dream. But I think the... It's that feeling of, of stress that I'm volunteering I wonder, for. Um, I wonder why it's a plane journey. I wonder why you're always in the sky. I wonder why it's recurring like that. I suppose because you've no control when you're in the sky. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you're not flying it. You're not flying it. So you're you're going with someone else and you're just not sure where it's There's going. There's an awful in. lot of people, obviously, who have the fear of flying. If I had a fear of flying, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because I've got on some planes in the middle of jungles and taken off with double propellers. I've got on some... I've been but have you ever been hundreds and you, hundreds and hundreds of flights? Have you ever felt that you were faced with death and you escaped it? Oh, we took off in Perth one day, but this is just pure. This isn't a dream. Not not flying, but just in general. Have you no, ever? There's been some scary flights with turbulence and, and lightning hitting the wings of a jet, and the whole thing goes to darkness for a second, and what? the lights come on. As we left Perth in a storm about an hour, and we were coming home to see the babies. The uh, rain was a year and a half. Shane was about six months old. Roscoe had a child as well. Little Jack was only six months old we had a three week gap and Evans decided to go to Bali me and Roscoe decided to come home and see the kids we left him in the Holiday Inn in Sydney or in Perth at the airport he was kicking back at the pool me and Roscoe went to Perth we had a few gin and tonics then we had a few more gin and tonics then we got on the flight about an hour into the flight as we were heading way up towards wherever it got a bit turbulent I fastened my seatbelt as far as tight as I could and we started dropping and dropping a few bits. Next minute, there was lightning. There was horrific rain. It was a storm. It was grey outside. It was hor- horrendous. And then all of a sudden, lightning flashes, hits the lights. And that feeling on a plane, I turned to Roscoe and went, fuck me, Roscoe, is this it? Is this fucking it? And it was 
for those couple of minutes of that turbulence I'd never experienced. You see, if I'd have been on that plane, I would have stopped and said, It's okay, everybody. <laughs> I've been in this situation thousands of times. <laughs> in my we'll be grand, it'll be a bumpy landing, but we will be all be near an airport and we get on the next plane. <laughs> I think if we survive the plane if we survive the plane journey like that, I don't really think think about plane planes on Cessna's small aircraft, anything. I'm just interested on why that why what part of that brain and when you're in your deep sleep it keeps coming back to that something must as something there's something there now don't it, interpret we don't want to know. we don't want no, to interpret it's, it's a metaphor it's not, yeah. it's not but so fair. that would be near death but that's a, a, a dream but I suppose I've fallen asleep at the wheel once or twice which is not a nice feeling when you get that jab oh, oh fuck what the fuck Oh my God! And you, pull you can't in for remember a the last thirty seconds. Or... No, you just fell asleep at the wheel. Now, touch wood. I did that in my late twenties and early thirties more than I do now. But more than you do, now. <laughs> or less than I do now. I don't fall asleep. Tommy, you less than you do now. No, I, I mean, I, it, hasn't, it hasn't. It hasn't. Yes, we know in what you're trying time. to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm pretty good at driving uh, at home. Doesn't matter how tired I am. I oh, do very, very well saved. Well saved. <laughs> pull Hector. in now, Hector. When you, you pull need in to, now. Yeah. When you feel yes. tiredness. Every time I feel a little bit. No, rosy. but I, I, I'm pretty I good at driving. I pretty. Some people would say, "Why don't you stay over?" I say, "Fuck that!" I'm driving home. But uh, near death experiences. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I had one. Well, I had two. First of all, I crashed my car. Hang on, can I just say that growing up in Balladad does not count as a near-death experience. (laughs) I told you before, back the fuck off. And I don't know how clearer I can be about that. Um, The first near-death experience... I will not surrender. See, if I start apologising, I'm fucked. You're fucked anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. I feel like Robert De Niro in the movie The Mission where he grabs a fucking cross and he carries it up the mountain. You just fucking... Plow on up here, and as as long as it stays fine for you and Barney, you won't have to turn to Tommy West Tiernan. Ballina. Seven nights at Hotel Ballina. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's only two people here. Oh God! Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> no, where are you from? Oh, the tortoise Lynch him! Yeah. Lynch him! Get him! Where is he? He's there out be, the bar. There were two people in the room and fucking nine thousand outside. <laughs> Burn! Yeah, yeah. Burn! Somebody like a Trump rally. Outside. Somebody come out going. How are you, Paddy? Uh, where is he? He's up in room four twenty-two. <laughs> He's in there on his own. He checked in about four o'clock. There's a fucking fire. Your exit round the back where you can gain access to the window. <laughs> go, go, that's go, all, go! That's all we need. <laughs> you haven't insulted people from Bunny Conlon, so they'll probably oh. be able to come in, so you'll be all right. Oh, I could live under an assumed name in Bunny Conlon. <laughs> yeah, you could. Go on. So, we, myself and Audrey were on holidays. It was our first holiday. We ah, went to Audrey. Santa Ponza. Oh, yes. And they were, they were the nights where you'd, you'd drink until the morning and then Fan- you'd go fantasy home at paradise. seven o'clock. Yeah. And Would you be in foam bats in nightclubs and everything? Everything. And we were coming home one night. It was like, it was about eight o'clock in the morning. No, it was about seven o'clock in the morning. And we says to your man that was walking around, oh, can we go for a swim? And he says, no, the pool's not opened. So I said, oh, fuck it, let's go for a swim anyway. So we went up completely drunk, came down in our bikinis and jumped into the pool and I fucking nearly drowned. Yeah. Because you were steamed. Gone down to the bottom of the pool and fucking all three had to come and pull me up and Jesus. Why did you sink and not swim? I don't know. I was drunk. The, I, I was, alcohol I, I mean, lowers was, the system. It's not a fucking good situation. Oh, you know, you're not able to swim when you're. I don't. I don't know. It was a very. It happens. Did you go in the deep? It end? happens. Yeah, it happens. So of course you have no fear when you're drunk. Then you're like, oh, I fucking can do a backflip or I can go under the water and do whatever. And I, oh, she was like, you didn't come back up. 
And then did she, she jump in? Wow. Then she was in did there as well, but she she rescued. You, were me. you naked? Did you strip off? We did. We were we were naked in the pool. What's so it was it was best, skinny dipping. It was best where she took off the bikini. That and helped she, me float. She, yeah, and what, yeah. Was she only weighing you down. Yeah, it was weighing did me down. Did she resuscitate you on the side? She did. She was mouth to mouth, mouth to mouth, mouth to mouth, mouth to mouth. That's a nasty. So that that was once, and then the second time was I crashed my car, and I thought I was going to die because I went flying around in the in the car in the road and then I went backwards into a field but thankfully I was, I just closed my I'll never forget I closed my eyes and held the steering wheel and I went well this is fucking it I can't do anything about it I didn't know where I was going to land I didn't know was there a big drop in the field I thankfully it was like Jesus. it was like one of those things where you do wake up and you're like oh I'm, I'm here. The four wheels were burst in the car. The boot was opened and, and everything was all over the place. <laughs> everything but it was all over the place. <laughs> but it wasn't as dramatic. So know, what happened? The car spun? It just, I lost control going around the... the and did it, did it spin round or spin top? It just went like, it felt like the steering wheel felt like it was, you know, those ones in the arcade where mm. you just... The wheels Gone, just no grip. Control. No grip and the car just went... Is there something in your head now since that when you're driving? Going uh, around would, bends, wet roads. Yeah, we'll be careful on, on wet roads and stuff and just... Be, you'd be more conscious of it but it was I suppose when you have a car crash it oh, is yeah. that it is that flip where you go and, and my brother came to pick me up and where he stopped there was a little cross where somebody had already been killed at that very point and every time I pass the road now there's they've put up a lot more signs and they've put up a lot more security kind of be careful going around this bend whatever but it was it's terrifying when you have a car crash because it's that it's that like look of do you, you ever um, do you ever look at those little shrines that they put on the yeah. side of the road for people who have passed on those areas? I, I'm, fa- I'm, f- I'm fixated by them every time I see them, that somebody's there tending to the little shrine or yeah, the statue. Yeah, there's one right across from my house on the road where a lot of... There's so many of them around there. the Irish roads. There's an old there? road from, is it the old, it's on the way to Sligo that there is about... Oh, from Tub, the one that you go from uh, Charlestown across, is it through Tubbercurry? It was, you're coming from Dublin. And it's in Connacht and there's, it's about a fucking 10 or 20 mile stretch and it's white crosses oh, yeah. on either side of the That's road. That's when you go from Ballisadair over to Boyle. Yeah, it's a long old draft of death, that one there now. I wonder, is that what that's for? I always wonder. It is wondered. because, it, yeah, it's, it's because lots of people have passed away. Wow. God be good to them on, the, on that particular stretch. So wow. It's to remind people to slow down. Yeah. So that was my I mean, I've been on, I've, uh, I don't know if anybody else in this podcast would have had this experience of, you know, been out of their fucking minds on amphetamines and it's 11 o'clock the following morning and your fucking heart is thumping like the fucking coming down the hill of Cheltenham like you're a horse fucking <laughs> the galloping hooves of your heart are fucking thundering down the hill of Cheltenham and you're gone please let me live please let me live dear God if you let me live I will never take another drug again Please let me live. And you're convinced that you're going to fucking die. I mean, I've had that experience. And what do you and close your eyes at, and hope? Tr- yeah, there's no, there's the no sleep. There's no there's sleep no till Brooklyn. You just have to wait. You just have to fucking wait. Hours and, and your, hours. Until your heart gets tired. <laughs> 11 o'clock in the morning, you're walking around and everyone else has had a good night's sleep and they're so full of fucking optimism. And you've got the ghost of death inside in your skull. You're breathing your like a horse. <laughs> And then maybe around two o'clock in the afternoon, you notice. And then you fuck, you're coming to the far side. Four, five o'clock. Quarter past six. Or. 
8 o'clock. Peace has arrived. And to celebrate, she go for a bite. Go again. <laughs> <laughs> like to give a few quick shout outs now to people who are listening to the podcast in different parts of the world. And if you'd like to send us in uh, a shout out with the hope of us reading it, go to thlpod.com. This is from a Kildare man whose name I cannot say for reasons that will become quite clear. I've been living and working the shovel for the past 22 years on the gas mains under the mean streets of Boston, Massachusetts. Your language and stories have shaken something in me. Something I thought I'd forgotten. And that's the joy of being a paddy abroad. Your storytelling has not only brought many job sites to a halt for half an hour, but has supercharged the paddy in us over here. And us navvies are now shoveling under the Prudential Building and Fenway Park like men possessed. Ah, Ireland! 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 I tell you, we may not be in the Euros, but we're digging up fucking Boston. Come on, boys. I haven't been able to travel home for 22 years. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. The life as an undocumented but proud immigrant has been made easier by you three fantastic people. Immediately, I am transported back to Kilcock and hear the stories, the voices, the canal and the crack. Thanks for everything and for making the world that little bit smaller. Wow. Isn't that... We have to go to Boston and meet these people that are undocumented. 22 Uh, years. I met a fellow one time in a bar in New York who was undocumented working on the streets and he said, my father died last month and I couldn't go home for the funeral. I knew another friend of mine who's in Toronto and Canada got hit by a car. Got fucking pinged on the hip got shoved from one side of a fucking cross into the other. Bad fucking bop. The woman who was driving screeched to a halt. Are you okay? Are you okay? And my friend had to run the fuck away before the cops got there because he was Another world. undocumented. So we'd like to say That's big shout lovely. out That's to That's lovely fella. words. Now there are a few other people who give them a quick hello. There's a fella, there's Fergus in Abu Dhabi. Hello there's, Fergie. There's Bill in Rwanda. There's Connor in Dubai <laughs> and there's Pather in Dubai. There's Tom in Canada. There's David in the US. And there's Declan in Australia. There's Cormac who is in South Korea. There's Cormac's teaching English. <laughs> Jack McDermott in Australia. Goodbye, Jack. Brian McCabe in fucking Germany and Kieran Long in the UK. The UK. <laughs> fucking He's probably Kieran Long. Fucking He's Kieran Long in the UK. But Kieran drives a lorry all over the UK and having this to listen to really makes me laugh and smile so much. Well, everybody, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you this yeah, week. Thank you so pleasure. much for listening. www.mayo.com Help Balana. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> God bless and good luck to
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.